Blaze is sponsored by American Giant. Our trade relationship with China is an absolute joke. We've been giving them open access to everything. Uh, we're starting to do more trade now with uh, Mexico than with China, and that's good news. But how about just, you know, having something here that we make that people want? Wouldn't that be good? 97% of our clothing we buy is made overseas, and it's got to stop. There is a company that's doing something about it, American Giant. 13 years ago, they, they rescued a clothing factory in North Carolina that was about to be shut down. Jobs were saved. The community, honestly, was saved. There's something about hard work in America that makes America stronger and making something of real quality. And that's what you get when you shop American-Giant.com slash Glenn. It's American Giant. They make the best uh, hoodies and T-shirts and the, the best, uh, uh, you know, remember the champion sweatpants and sweatshirts? They don't, Champion doesn't even make them anymore because they don't have the machinery. American Giant bought the old machinery and trained this whole town on these machines so they can make the best again in America. Go there now. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Use my name and get 20% off your first order. American-Giant. $90 billion, uh, $90 billion was just spent by the Senate. It passed the Senate. Uh, and the um, uh, on the Twitters, <laughs> Missouri Senator Eric Schmidt, he wrote, nearly every Republican center, senator under the age of 55 voted no on this America Last bill. 15 out of 17 elected since 2018 voted no. Things are changing, just not fast enough. Amen. Thank God for people like Eric Schmidt uh, and uh, Rand Paul, who voted against this. Mike Lee, who fought against this. Ron Johnson and J.D. Vance, who will be joining me in about 30 minutes. But first, I want to give you something that is not making a lot of news and should be. It is something that happened in Butler County, Ohio. The sheriff there is Richard Jones. He's changing the way his uh, agency, his sheriff department works. He's changing it dramatically because of a meeting that he had in Washington with Christopher Ray just last week. We'll share it in 60 seconds. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. These are the people that really mean never again is now. The people who stand together as Christians and Jews and say, we're here for each other. It was only a few years ago, although it seems like an eternity, that we were all celebrating the Abraham Accords, starting the uh, process of bringing peace for Israel in the Middle East. But Biden got rid of that. Then the events of October 7th happened. 
And events isn't really the right word. The rapes, the horrific murders, the tearing apart of communities. The Jews need our help now more than ever. As Christians, we need to stand with them. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, the IFCJ, is right there in the middle of it every day. And they're distributing essentials like food, medicine, emergency supplies. The need is great. And that's why I've partnered with them now. Please visit supportifcj.org. That's supportifcj.org. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. Give to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Go to supportifcj.org. Do it now. So I saw a video um, making the rounds yesterday. Um, somebody in my family sent it to me and said, um, have you seen this? No. No, Jacqueline, I hadn't, but thanks for bringing it to my attention. Immediately sent it to my um, my uh, staff and said, can we check this out? Uh, it's not a deep fake, right? Because it's kind of scary. No, it is actually real. Uh, Butler County Sheriff Richard Jones, uh, he held a press conference. He had just gotten back from the National Sheriff's Association annual winter conference in D.C. And Christopher Ray, the FBI director, updated them. Uh, and has convinced them that a terror attack is imminent in the United States. Now, I can't imagine what that might be coming from. How could terrorists get in? Did they overstay their visas again? He said, it's going to happen here. It's going to be all hands on deck. We want you to be concerned now. You're a fool if you don't listen. So the FBI director warned that terror threats are at an unprecedented uh, unprecedented level against the United States, even compared to the weeks leading up to September 11th. So we have more warnings than we did before September 11th. He said the Chinese hackers are ready to wreak havoc on crucial uh, U.S. infrastructure, such as American water treatment plants, electrical grids, oil, natural gas pipelines, and transportation systems to disrupt our daily lives if the U.S. and China ever go to war. Ray first publicly revealed this last week at a U.S. House committee. Uh, It was a hearing, and he said there's been far too little public focus on a cyber threat that affects every single America. Uh, American China hacking force outnumbers the FBI cyber and intelligence analyst at least 50 to one. Some attacks are already happening. He was advised by uh, the FBI and he knows it firsthand because he's seen it in Butler County. It's been happening now for years. Listen to what he said. Now, getting to where we've been attacked here in Butler County. You're going to think, well, we've never been attacked. We have. The Russians attacked our system, our electronic system, our computer system. They hacked it. They also are trying to hack, just not ours. And they, we were down for two months, just a paper. Hacked our dispatching, hacked everything. Now, was that to help us? No, it wasn't to help us. It was to hurt us and cause chaos. As we speak today, the Russians are still attacking our computer system, just like they're attacking most of yours. But I want the public to know this. The Chinese tried to attack our cyber system here in Butler County, which includes everything that we have, 
dispatching for police and fire five times a day. I want to repeat that. Five times a day. The Iranians are attacking our computer system and trying to hack it three times a day. I want to repeat that. Three times a day. Now, are they doing that to help us and be our friends? No, they're not. They're trying to disrupt everything that we do. So, you can not listen. You cannot believe. Um, but it is always better to believe. I had this argument years ago. Stu was with me in 1999 on WABC. Cons- conservatives said that I was a Clinton supporter because I was warning about Osama bin Laden. And I said, I'm telling you, within 10 years, blood, body, and buildings will be on the streets of New York, and it will have his name on it. Will you be able to take it seriously then? They didn't like me too much. Um, But people don't usually like people who tell them the truth. So what is he doing about it? I will tell you, I want to get him on the air because I think every sheriff's department should do this. You know what saved uh, Israel? It wasn't the army. They didn't have time. It was, it was just too much. It was overwhelming. It was the local police or their version of our local sheriff and the citizens that had guns. That's what saved Israel. And it will be the same thing. Our government is trying to take your gun. I'm, I'm telling you now, uh, make sure you stand up for the Second Amendment. Because when chaos comes, the, well, let me just have him explain it. Listen to this. He's ordered AR-15 rifles immediately into every single cruiser, not just a few, along with ammunition and uh, clips. And that's, he didn't, I can guarantee you he didn't order clips in there. Magazines, yes. Clips, no. But that's just a stupid writer. The sheriff's also, uh, sheriff's office is also changing how it trains staff and civilians. They've ordered more hazmat equipment with plans to expand their current hazmat team of 10. He's also planning to expand their Citizens on Patrol program. In addition, signups have just opened up for the public to start training May 17th through the 18th to help respond to national disasters and attacks. The class is called When Disaster I love this. When Disaster Strikes, Prepare, Act, and Survive, which is a lot different than what is it if an attack comes into your school or your office, you're supposed to hide cower and cry oh i think and die is in there too this one is prepare act and survive it's designed to teach and encourage community members impacted by a disaster to prepare to take preservation actions and to perform as appropriate light searches and rescue response to aid their family and other community members in the immediate aftermath of a natural disaster or human-made incident. You have to expect that they will do something with chemicals or drugs and train derailments, he said. What will people do if their cell phones don't work? People will freak out. They can't call anybody. We are not prepared for things like that. Finally, somebody is saying this with all the crap that we are arguing back and forth about, you know, who's going to be elected and what's going to happen. And and gee, they they spent 90 billion dollars. My question is, is there a 90 billion dollar thing that we could buy that would be more well spent 
than covering the shoe stores and the clothing stores in Ukraine. Yeah, I think there is. I think there is. I I think there might be something. Have we even hardened everything in case of an EMP attack? What are we doing? Well, we don't have the resources. Bullcrap, you don't have the resources. How much money do you have to spend before you say, you know what? That's enough. We got it covered. We can cover it with that. $90 billion you just shipped overseas. You don't think anything could be done here? We should be looking for terrorists. We should maybe, I don't know, preparing our communities, hardening our water supplies. Sheriff says he plans to announce more proposals at 11 a.m. press conference on Wednesday. Jones said the first responders, including law enforcement, will be frontline defense for attacks on U.S. soil, just like it was on September 11th. Some of those who want to harm us are already living among us, and the military and the National Guard can't be just instantly activated. We're going to train with local police for terrorist attacks. We're going to be the Army, Marines, Air Force, National Guard. We have to train people to be better prepared for attacks. People were trained to keep local communities safe. You don't think you're going to be attacked by terrorists. We have to train as though the military is not coming to help us. The National Guard is not coming to help us. Everyone will be on their own. I want the public... I want you to know the terrible spot you're in right now. Pay attention to what you see, where you see it. There are people here who don't like us. Asked if this was just Doomsday Jones to encourage racial discrimination and profiling of foreigners by calling for closed U.S. borders. Oh, my gosh. Who would ask that question? Who would ask that question other than an elitist in the press? He said, you don't have to believe me at all. You don't have to be trained in firearms. When I call you, go hide in your basement. Build a safe room. Good luck to you. I give you the information, but if you don't like what I say, don't vote for me. Fire me. Don't elect me. But I've been elected five times, and I'm concerned about my country and the people who are living here legally. I love this sheriff, Richard Jones. I don't know exactly what he was told. I don't know how different it is. It sounds very different. I've been doing this, you know, since September 11th. I've been talking about these kinds of things. And I, uh, I know that I have heard Christopher Ray say several times, we are on the verge of a major attack. Does that help the border? No. No. Why wasn't Christopher Ray called? at least to testify in front of the Senate, why wasn't he his name at least invoked while they were trying to pass the border bill and make it all about Ukraine protecting their frickin' borders while leaving ours wide open? While we're sending money to Israel, we're dropping bombs on Iran-related institutions, China ain't a friend of ours, Russia's not a friend of ours, and we're letting them all in. If you don't think an attack is coming, you're fooling yourself. We'll have more on this hopefully tomorrow, but please, please begin to prepare. Please begin to prepare. Back in just a second. One of the things you can do to uh, prepare is with Lear Capital. 
You know, money is changing. It will change in the next few years. The dollar will go the way of the dodo bird. Uh, Maybe it'll be a protected species. No. Uh, And you're going to have to have something you can trade with. Now, they're going to give you a special, special central bank digitalized currency. And they're going to make it awfully tempting to have that. My gosh, take it. No, I would suggest you don't take that. Um, Gold or silver would be something that I recommend you protect your hard-earned savings with. An asset you can trust is gold and silver. Gold and silver right now. Help me prepare for the coming insanity. It will help you as well. Please call Lear Capital today. 800-889-3070. Gold and silver. Something that has, since biblical times, has held its value. 800-889-3070. That's a 1-800 number. 800-889-3070. They have a five-star reviews, like thousands of them online, 24-hour risk-free purchase guarantee. They are the precious metal leaders that you can trust. Get your free wealth protection guide. Lear will also credit your account $250 toward your purchase. 800-889-3070. 10 seconds, station ID. So we have had everything turned upside down on us, and we've been told that uh, diversity is our greatest strength. Is it? Is it really? Is it? Because I always thought e pluribus unum, from many, one. It's the diversity that comes together, and then they see one concept, just one, the Bill of Rights. The Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, that idea that you can chart your own course. All these people come together and they become one under that one idea. But that doesn't mean they lose everything else. It doesn't mean you become a robot. I'm an American. Let me salute flag. No, you know, we didn't even have a standardized flag until Woodrow Wilson. We didn't even have a national anthem until 19, either 31. Yeah, I think it was 1931. Didn't have a national anthem. Why are we arguing about all these things that don't make any sense to make us one? No, it is the idea that that flag stands for, that the anthem stands for, the idea that we all came here for. You can chart your own course, and there'll be a government that protects your rights. They don't, they don't look for the bad guy's interests. They don't look just at the giant corporations or the big rich guy, the fat cat. No. Mr. Potter loses in the end. Jimmy Stewart wins. Ugh. And now we've made everything so complex. There, here's a story for you. Christians in Nigeria. European Parliament suggests it's climate change that is largely to blame. Now, is it? Islamic terrorists butchered hundreds of Christians throughout Nigeria on that, well, it was the winter solstice, so it has something to do with the sun, on Christmas Eve. Their hour-long attacks... The Muslim militants gunned down Christian farmers, hacked up a defenseless woman and child with machetes, torched churches. I don't think it's their 
diversity that is making them strong. I think it's their 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 lockstep belief in I can do whatever I want because you're an infidel. Okay, that's really what's going on. And it has nothing to do with global warming. Nothing at all. But see, we've become the world's therapist. We're the ones that we ask the world, can you just sit on the couch here for a minute? Because we need to understand this. See, empathy has been turned upside down as well. Everything has. Empathy is making us evil. Part of the evil. We're going to use the therapeutic model, and we're going to apply it to absolutely everything. They're killing Christians. Well, why? Let's ask the question, why? Well, because that's what Muhammad said to do in the Quran, and that's what they're doing you know, all over the world, except in, in some Christian countries, they've become you know, a little less about killing. Yeah, yeah, it's not any of that. What are you even bringing that up for? Man, you're a racist. What is it that they're suffering from? Ah, uh, climate change. Yeah, I hear that all the time in the mosques all over, all over the world. Climate change. We're not the world's therapist. You know why? Because we suck at it. We can't be the world's therapist. There are times that people do things because of reasons you don't like. Well, they're not barbarians. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way they interpret the Quran or follow uh, the teachings of Muhammad, uh, yeah, um, they're barbarians. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody who does that is a barbarian. It just means these guys here that are butchering uh, Christians in the streets, on the farms, burning their churches, hacking children to death with machetes. Yeah, I think we can all pretty much agree monsters, monsters. Now, if you want to go deeper, Dr. Freud, have at it. But I don't think we need to. You have to realize that everything that is a good trait, empathy is a great trait, but it's been turned into something that is not empathetic. It's turned into a tool now that we use to promote the things that we, we think are a problem. Not the real problem, but things that we think are problems. You know, that climate change thing, it's causing everything. It's what's causing the violence on the, on the streets of Chicago right now. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's that you got rid of the police and you opened the borders. It's that easy. No, it's climate change. And, of course, the Republicans and Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh. Just stand up, simply, lovingly say, nope, enough is enough. Glenn Beck. It's easy to protect yourself uh, against cybercrime with LifeLock. And right now you can join and save up to 25%. So I'm amazed at people, especially on the Internet, who spend their whole day trying to steal other people's identities and, 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 and money. I mean, get a real job. Can't you learn to code? Or maybe you have. But anyway, uh, it's a serious problem. And nobody is going to fix this. Uh, it, it can't be because they mutate all the time. You fix it. You put a patch out. They mutate. You fix it. You put a patch out. It mutates. So you just have to be vigilant on all of your all of your information that can identify you and lead to you or your bank accounts. This is why I recommend LifeLock. Your personal information is exposed 
all the time. It's not easy. In fact, it's impossible to stop everything. But I think LifeLock is the best out there. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock.com. That's LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Subscribe now to Blaze TV. Use the code Glenn30 and you'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Well, in his continued sellout of our nation and our values, Mitt Romney uh, made a comment from the Senate floor telling his colleagues that the vote on Ukraine uh, aid is, in his words, listen, cut seven. The vote we will soon take to provide military weapons for Ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. Wow, that's amazing. Now, uh, there's a couple of things that I'd like to point out. Uh, first of all, it's not really weapons. Uh, much of that $90 billion goes to uh, shore up their Social Security, which ours isn't shored up. But we're going to pay for all of their Social Security payments. We are also paying the salary of almost every member of the government, their entire government, um, in Ukraine, all of the salaries. Um, plus, we're also giving them some military aid. Oh, and we're keeping some of their small businesses open, you know, because we're so good at that here. So it's really not that. And the most important vote we'll take as a senator. <whistles> I've seen a lot of important votes. This must be a doozy, huh? Now, Eric Schmidt noticed and pointed out nearly every Republican senator under the age of 55 voted no on this America last bill. 15 out of the 17 were elected in 2018. They voted no. Things are changing, just not fast enough. I have to tell you, this old guard has got to let the new guard do its job. You did your job and we see how it's left this country. Now, what do you say you let the people who are actually going to be alive when we have to pay for some of these things, what do you say you let them do their job? No, no, no. We need Nancy Pelosi. We've got to have Mitch McConnell. Really? Maybe in the Smithsonian, but not in Congress. Now, we found out uh, that J.D. Vance, is he with us yet? He may be sleeping. He was supposed to be on with us right now, but he was on the floor at four o'clock in the morning trying to stop this insane bill. Uh, but did anybody listen? No, not really. Here's the here's the really bad thing buried in this bill uh, for foreign aid is a clause that would prevent President Trump for stopping aid to Ukraine if he would become president. So. It's now the law, and it goes on for, I don't even know, Stu, is it two or three years? 
and we're spending all this money. And if there's a change in the presidency, it's not just going to stop him. But if he stops it, it's automatic impeachment. That's the, I mean, they still have to vote on it, obviously. This is just what one of the things they went after him for last time, right? Like, this is one of their justifications uh-huh. for the first Trump impeachment. Um, you know, uh, Senator Vance, if he's able to come with us, can explain this maybe a little bit further. Because that part of it, I think, is still, it would still be they would need to vote for it. And would still need to go through that normal process. But, like, you're right. I mean, like one of the scary parts about this particular funding is, like, We gave them a bunch of our stuff, right? We gave a bunch of that, a bunch of our military stockpiles to Ukraine to Mm -hmm. to fight in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. and then this money is supposed to replenish our stock. You know, a good. Well, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk to him. Yeah, yeah, let's talk to the senator and find out exactly. JD Vance, thank you. I know you're. You've been up. You were on the floor at four a.m. Have you slept yet? I have not, no, no, but I'm still uh, pretty oh, fired up, so I'll, I'll, I'll sleep later, Glenn. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. Uh, okay, so tell us about this clause, this hidden clause. Well, so, so basically, you have to go back to 2019 to understand this. So um, using a weird, archaic rule uh, from the Impound Control Act, the Democrats argued in 2019 that because money had been appropriated to Ukraine, so note the similarity, uh, even though it's five years apart. Because the money had been appropriated to Ukraine, and because Trump had refused to spend the money as appropriated, he had actually violated the law. And so what they have done with this law uh, here is appropriate money not just through the end of 2024, but into 25 and into 26. And so if Trump, again, refused to give the money that was appropriated to Ukraine in exactly the manner prescribed, they would have not just a similar, but the exact same argument for impeaching him in 2025 as they did in 2019. Now, it would be absurd and spurious, and we would hopefully defeat it, uh, but we shouldn't give the Democrats weapons uh, because they might stupidly use them. We should just not give the Democrats weapons. So tell me where this, speaking of weapons, tell me where this money actually goes, because they say we're arming the Ukrainians. No, we've already done that. We've armed them. And I'm sure some of this is for the military. But what else are we funding in that $90 billion? Well, so there's a lot of humanitarian assistance, uh, by the way, not just to uh, the Ukrainians, but also that will flow to the Gazans. Uh, we know what happens with humanitarian assistance that flows to Gaza. It very often ends up in the hands of Hamas. So I, I guarantee that at least a few dollars of American taxpayer money will flow to Gaza. You know, on the Ukrainian side, we have to remember that the humanitarian assistance is actually the biggest source of corruption. Uh, we've heard, for example, uh, from American energy companies that have tried to do business in Ukraine, uh, that the Ukrainian humanitarian assistance is handed out in the form of sweetheart contracts to Ukrainian oligarchs and the companies that they have heavily inflated. Of course it is. We, I mean, we've documented this forever, forever. I mean, if you don't know it by now, you're you're i mean you're just blind to the truth and you're just a reckless senator yeah that's exactly right i mean look we know exactly what's going on we know it's a corrupt country uh we know that you know yes there is some money in this package to rebuild the american weapons supplies but but remember we have we give so much discretion in the congress to joe biden using what's called presidential drawdown authority 
or PDA, uh, that the president will immediately take the weapons that are produced for our own stocks and then just hand them over to Ukraine. So uh, this is a massive boondoggle. We know that it will benefit a lot of corrupt parties. Uh, and importantly, we know that it will continue this war, uh, which I, I think is just not in America's core interest. I think there's no strategy. There's no plan to bring this thing to a close. And I'm, I'm really just scandalized, Glenn, at how many Republicans voted for this, given the impeachment time bomb that we just discussed, given how endless the Ukraine war is, given that Joe Biden is commander in chief. You know, one of the arguments I hear from my friends on the pro-Ukraine funding side is they'll say, well, we should be doing this, this, this and this. And I always say, well, why do you have any confidence that Joe Biden would do any of these things, given how incompetent his administration is? We, we don't have President Donald Trump or even, you know, President Tom Cotton in the Oval Office. We, we have a President Joe Biden and we have to make public policy as if we live in reality. So what's going to happen now? The bill passed. Well, the, you know, the one thing I will say, Glenn, is, you know, it's always bad when your enemies gain territory, but sometimes it can be a per- victory because they gain territory at a lot of loss. I mean, we really, I think, inflicted some damage in the messaging battle yesterday, which was ultimately the goal of, you know, spending so much time on the House floor and filibustering as long as we did. Uh, the House is really, I think, radicalized against this legislation. The only way, really the only way for it to pass in the House is for Republicans to cooperate with Democrats to give the floor over to Hakeem Jeffries. This is called a discharge petition. And look, we just have to make sure this doesn't happen. Uh, in fact, any Republican who cooperates in handing the floor to Hakeem Jeffries should get an immediate primary and should be persona non grata in the Republican Party. So that is the next stage of the fight. We have much, much better terrain uh, for that fight in the House because we have the majority. Uh, we'll see what happens, Glenn, but I'm optimistic we can at least kill this version of the bill. Well, I hope it continues. I, I just, uh, you know, there, there's so much misinformation on by the government uh, that this was a border bill. This last one was a border bill. No, it wasn't. It was an immigration bill. And nobody except Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden have been asking for an immigration bill. Well, America has rejected that over and over and over again. Comprehensive immigration reform. Uh, that's not what we were asking for. We were asking for the border to be secured. Now, it does it look like anything's going to happen on that front? Well, unless the House really stands their ground, Glenn. I mean, again, what, what we should say to the president is you don't get another dime for Ukraine unless you actually secure the border. That's sort of a basic operating presumption. We won't even consider bills that give money to Ukraine unless you secure the border. We really need the House to sort of stand firm on this point. I think they have a chance, actually, because, again, they have the majority and they have the willpower here. It's just, it's, again, it's going to be a question of how many Republicans they can find to stab their voters in the back. Um, unfortunately, uh, there, there, there are a few out there. We know that. Hopefully there are not enough in, in the House to do it and to give Team Jeffries control of the floor. I remember, um, I remember September 11th. I have absolutely no idea what we were talking about the day before, but all of it was irrelevant. I don't know if you've heard uh, the sheriff of Butler County, Richard Jones, but uh, he said he was briefed along with the other sheriffs from the National Sheriff's Association by uh, Christopher Ray last week. And uh, Christopher Ray uh, scared the sheriff's uh, association to their core. It sounds uh, saying that there we are. We have a terrorist attack that is imminent. 
everything changes. And I don't know how every Republican or even just how every sellout that just only cares about reelection is missing that because of these open borders and because of what we're doing uh, in Ukraine and with Taiwan and uh, and Israel or Iran, we are ripe for the taking for for terrorist attacks. And when that happens, these guys are not going to fare well at the polls. They're just not. No, they're not, Glenn. And Sheriff Jones is a good guy. I know him. He's at Butler County is actually where I was born and raised, uh, Butler County, Ohio. So uh, he, he's he's dead right, unfortunately. We, we're at the greatest risk of a terrorist attack in this country in at least 20 years. Uh, we know that there are many thousands of people who are at least suspected on the terrorist watch list. At least a few hundred of them are definitely uh, terrorists. They're in our country. We have no reason why. We have no reason what they're planning. And this is unfortunately the consequence of Joe Biden's open border. Um, mm. I, look, I, of course, hope nothing happens. Uh, and Me I too. think that we have to do everything that we can to prevent as many bad people as we can from coming into the country. But we also have to prepare. Uh, and, I, and I think, unfortunately, we have a lot of bad dudes in this country right now. You know what I always notice, Glenn, is, is these people always argue, uh, meaning the, the open borders folks, they always say, this is about asylum. These people are fe- fleeing political persecution. And then you look at the people who are allegedly claiming asylum, and they're all like men between the ages of 20 and 35. I, I, I tend to remember mm. from my history that when political persecution is happening, it's the women and children who are the most affected by it, not the 20 to 35-year-old yep. military-age men. So it's pretty frightening stuff. Isn't that weird? Thank you, J.D. I appreciate it. Go get some sleep. Uh, J.D. Vance, uh, the senator from Ohio, has been uh, up all night trying to stop this bill in the Senate, along with a handful of others. And I thank every single one of them for doing their job. Uh, This is a wrongheaded bill. It is. uh, I I don't know how, uh, but it will be discovered at some point who enriched themselves, what NGOs enriched themselves, what politicians enriched, enriched themselves. Where did all this money go, actually? It will be revealed. It's just a matter of time. Um, all right. Back in just a second. First, Alicia wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I'm a grocery store worker. I work a lot of double shifts. I'm 52 years old. I don't get much rest from my bad knees. For, for years now, I've had bad knees. I've been limping to and fro bed. But I heard you talking about Relief Factor. I thought I'd at least try it. Wow. Just a few days into Relief Factor, and the pain has already dis- decreased substantially. I'm ready. And I'm thankful for this amazing product. Me too, Alicia. I feel the same way. It broke the back of the constant pain that I lived in. I mean, I still get pain from time to time, but not like I was. I mean, it was it was unbearable before. Relief Factor is a daily supplement that helps your body fight pain by fighting inflammation. It's not something you take, oh, I've got a headache. I'm going to take this. No, this is something that helps your body fight that inflammation every day. You take this supplement and see how much better you feel. Relief Factor can help you. Their three-week quick start kit, usually if you don't see any results within 30 days, it's probably not worth taking. Um, it's $19.95. Comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So give it a try. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. one 800 for relief it's relieffactor.com you're listening to the glenn beck program
So, uh, Stu is back after another Johnny Carson hiatus. Uh, welcome to the program, Stu. How are you? Thank you, Glenn. I, I missed you like I missed Johnny. Like you missed what? Johnny. Uh, who's uh, Johnny? Oh, Car- Carson. Wait, yeah, you the reference like... you just made 10 oh, seconds I... ago, Joe Biden. Yes, that is the person I was referring to. I forgot your deep-seated hatred for Johnny Carson. Look, I think of you as a well-meaning greatest. elderly man with a poor memory, Glenn, and I <laughs> I just want you to know that I respect you for it, and I can't convict you, know you based on it. You know what's strange? I think of me as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor... <laughs> yeah. But I, that's not an argument for you to be present. Oh, uh, boy. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's really... It's, it's not. It's not. Uh, so, uh, did you... Uh, did you brush up against uh, T- uh, Taylor Swift? I did not. Uh, she was on uh, the other side of the stadium, although I did. Uh, I was. Uh, other than the game, my close second uh, job there was to get as many pictures and videos of Taylor Swift for my daughter as possible. Uh, so I'm a little distracted from the actual sporting event at times, but... Uh, she mm. was very happy. Did you get those? Happy. Did you get those shots from the jumbotron? Because weren't you on the end zone, in the end zone? I was in the end zone. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Were you on the winning of the last the end zone? You know where where all the action took place there at the uh, end, or some of the action, um, uh, not all of it. Uh, that's the thing with the end zone. <laughs> you get about half of it right in front of you, and it's really yeah, close. Yeah, and then the other yeah, half yeah, is really yeah, far. Okay. I see what you're saying. America hears what you're saying too, and. Uh, we feel sorry for you right I now. I can't afford the Taylor so Swift gonna, tickets. I will, I will admit to this. I'm, gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm not in the financial position she is in. Either Super Bowl Taylor Swift or just Taylor Swift concert tickets. <laughs>